Good to be with you this morning. Well, while I have you standing, let's remain standing for the reading of the word. It'll be out of Galatians chapter 5. I'll read from verse 22 to 25 this morning. Good to be with you. My name is Mark. I'm the lead pastor here at Grace. And it's just a wonderful thing to come on this slight wintry morning. I, I feel like we kind of did okay. Uh, other areas didn't do so well. Uh, but uh, in this wonderful winter morning to be able to gather together. And just to be in God's presence, right? There's just something about coming together and singing and focusing our hearts, our minds on God who is great and merciful and gracious and loving. I mean, there is, there is just, we should be doing that every day. I think if we started with that just every day, our lives would be a little, a little better. So good to be with you in God's presence this morning. Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to start a new series today entitled Fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to be very brief and just in an introduction to the series. And then each week we'll be unpacking uh, one particular word. So this will go on for uh, at least a month, uh, maybe Maybe a little longer. We'll see. Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22. I'm reading from an ESV, and so if you're following along, I want to encourage you to follow along. If you have an NIV or a King Jimmy, a New American, it's all good. Uh, the words might be in a little bit of a different order, but you'll be able to follow along just as well. If you have your own Bible, do it that way. If you need a Bible, there's some in the chair racks, so you could look for one in there. The text will be on the screen as well, so you could follow along that way. We encourage you that as I'm reading God's Word, you just kind of follow along with us this morning. So Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22. I'm just going to read to verse 25. If you're with me, say amen. Amen. If you're completely lost, say wait up. Okay, I think we're good. Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22. Hear now the word of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit... Let us also walk by the Spirit. God's word for us today. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you as we have just sang for your faithfulness and all that you do and all that you are for us in Jesus. We ask now, Lord, in a few moments that we gather around your word. We ask, Lord, that you would take your written word and by the power of your spirit, you would speak it right into our hearts and lives. And thereby changing and transforming us. Lord, we we need you. We need to hear your voice. We need your word. We need your spirit to fill us up again and again and again and again. And so, Lord, we are your people before you and simply ask that you would have your way with our lives. Do this for the glory of your name and the good of your people. We ask these things in our Savior's name, Jesus, and all of God's people said, Amen. Give somebody a high five, a handshake, a hug, if that's appropriate. A hallelujah, if you feel like shouting that. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Good to be with you this morning. Um, As Jake mentioned while we were worshiping and singing together, 
Uh, the last couple of weeks have really been about us talking, you know, as we stand at the advent of a new year, 2016, us talking about what does that mean for us as a community of faith, as people, uh, followers of Christ. Well, what are we looking at this year? Some of the, the issues that we want to engage in in our community. And, uh, and you've heard a little bit about the outreach. And by the way, we're every single week we are getting responses from all over Metro West in terms of schools and other churches and people that just simply asking, how can we get involved? We want to help. We understand this is a real big problem in Metro West. So keep continue to pray. We have an event that's coming up after Easter, which will be our first kind of flagship big event. Give you some more details when we get there. So we, we've been talking about things like that, right? What's in our own backyard, ways that we can engage uh, the communities and culture around us to be a, a witness of God's love and God's grace and the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ to set people free. I, I, you weren't ready for that one, so I had to prompt you a little bit. Um, and we'll be talking about that. The other, the other theme that I kind of want to kind of springboard off of that we have mentioned is we also want to make a, a real concerted effort this year to help people in their own spiritual journey. Here at Grace, we recognize that we have people from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of different places and spaces, which simply means that Everyone is on a different place in their spiritual journey, and we recognize that. Those of you, there, there are some that come to our church. You may be here this morning, and um, you, you, in terms of the spectrum of faith, you're kind of wondering what God is all about, and uh, you have questions, or maybe you're just kind of curious. And so that's a that's that's one place to be in the spectrum of faith. You're you're kind of what I call in a discovery mode. You have some questions. You want to talk. You want to maybe just listen, even just to get a sense of what all this is all about what is you know talking about belief in God and and Jesus and what is that all about and that's that's a that's part of your you could be in that place in this in the spectrum of your own spiritual journey some of you have been around the way I like to say it affectionately you've been in the church and you've been around a you've been a person of faith since dirt and you've been here and there you are and so for you as we talk about spiritual journey and we talk about helping you, it's maybe just simply taking one more step closer to Christ, right? One step closer. And that's where you are in the particular spectrum of faith. You might be listening to me this morning and you might be wrestling on, on, on this issue of a, of a broken or what I like to call a bruised or a wounded faith. Maybe you are a person who either was, you visited church when you were younger or maybe a few years back or, you know, you, you've had a church experience, but it was not a good one. And you got wounded and you got hurt. And let me just, let me just tell you, as someone who has experienced that, I'm not speaking just kind of, you know, because, because I've experienced those kinds of wounds. Those wounds, the wounds of faith run deep. Years people carry wounded and bruised faith. And so that might be where you are today. You might be sitting and listening and, and you're just, you're wrestling through with a, a bruised faith. And that's kind of where you are in the spectrum. All of this just to say, we are here to help you take one more step. Whatever that step is, one more step closer to Jesus. For some of you, it may be a healing step. For others, it may be a discovering step. For others, it may be a step that deepens your relationship with God. But that's what we're going to be about this year and for as long as I'm around here anyway. Because uh, I believe the fundamental mission of the church is to help the way we say it here at Grace. is to help build those relationships to help people know and follow Jesus. That's what it's all about. That really is what it's all about. And we acknowledge that, you know, everybody's in a different place. I've, I said this, um, I think, last week, or it might have been in some group I was talking to. I've 
have a lot of stuff going on right now in my life. I'm like everywhere. And uh, I, so I was, I don't know who I was talking to. It could have been you, could have been somebody else. But I mentioned this. I said, here, we must, as a church, we must develop a healthy respect for God's process in everybody's life. Because it looks different. Your journey looks different than mine and mine looks different than yours. And we're going to take different steps at different times. And so we as a community of faith, we would do well just to say, you know what? We respect that, that God's working. God is working. Let me, okay. So let me just stop here because I know that there are many well-intentioned Jesus-loving Christians that have convinced themselves that they are the ones that help people along and change them. I know that doesn't apply to anybody here, but there are some Jesus-loving, well-intentioned, kind of going-to-heaven Christians that they actually believe that it is, they are the instrument of change in a human being's heart and life. How can I say this? Um, no, you're not. That's the best way of saying it. That is the work of God. Does God use people? Absolutely God uses people. God uses my 11-year-old son to convict me deeply sometimes. He uses people that I, it's funny. You know when I really wrestle? When God uses somebody who I don't like. You ever happen to you? God uses somebody you don't like to teach you something. I'm, uh, yeah. So, but notice, it is God's work. And we as a community of faith, as, as those follow, as followers of Jesus Christ who want to reach our towns and our areas, want to let people know about the goodness and the grace of God in Jesus Christ, we better be ready to respect God's process in each individual life. And so while there are those, that, that sense of uniqueness to every individual in terms of their own journey, there are many, many, many things we share in common in terms of our own spiritual journey and spiritual growth. And this text that we read this morning is one of them that I want to camp out with because I believe no matter where you are in the spectrum of, 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 of faith, whether you're discovering, whether you need healing, whether you're deepening, I believe that all of us need to grow inside here, right? In, in the inner life, in our hearts, in our souls, in our spirits. I, was, uh, I had a great time yesterday morning. I spoke at our men's breakfast and we had a bunch of guys out here eating bacon and, um, amen, that's, that's a good thing. And uh, I shared one of my favorite texts with them. I'll share with you this morning because I think it, it illustrates uh, the heart of kind of what I'm trying to communicate. Proverbs 4.23 says this, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. And what I told the guys yesterday and I'll tell you this morning, what you have in here is gonna show out here. That's what that verse says. Guard or keep your heart with all vigilance because whatever's in there is going to flow out here. That's the wellspring of your life. In here, it's going to flow out here. So whatever is in your heart, whatever is going on in there, whatever is being planted and cultivated in there, it's going to bear fruit out here. The question is then, right? What kind of fruit are you bearing? What does your life look like? What is going on in here? and what, What's being born out of that out here? And I think the Galatians... Five passage does a great job at indicating uh, what kind of fruit, what, what kinds of 
of things should be going on inside here as followers of Jesus Christ. This, this idea of our lives being kind of like a, a metaphorical tree bearing fruit, you find it everywhere in Jesus' teachings. Let me read just a passage from Luke chapter 6. And listen to this, this is Jesus speaking. He says, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For Listen to this line. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, bushes but, uh, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So, the, the, of course, the metaphor that Jesus is working with here is the metaphor of a tree. And he's, and he's liking human beings, you and I, and, and his audience, to a tree. And he's just simply saying, there's good trees, there's bad trees. And how are you going to know the difference? Just look at their fruit, right? Because whatever is in that nature of that tree, that's what's going to come out. That's going to be the fruit of your life. I, I, take note of this, that line that we read in the middle of that, that each tree is known by its own fruit, not by its label, right? If you go into a nursery and you're buying, you're looking for fruit trees and uh, you go in and somebody, some crazy person mislabeled all the trees, right? They put wrong labels on the trees and all the trees, let's just say all the trees are already bearing fruit so you can see what the fruit is. If you stand in front of a lemon tree and you see these lemons and you look down at the sign and it says tomato, you're not going to buy that thinking, oh, it's going to produce tomatoes, right? You're going to think what? Some knucklehead put the wrong sign on this tree because the label doesn't match the tree's fruit. Obvious, right? It's not rocket science. If you go to another tree or if you, you go and you see clusters of great grapes that look awesome and you're, you, you're going to build an arbor and you want grapes in your yard and you're, look, you're looking for grapes and you go there and the label says pineapple, you're not going to say like, oh, I've never seen pineapple like this. Maybe, a, no, you're going to say some knucklehead, the, the label doesn't apply. It's the, you're looking at the fruit. So it is with every human life. It is not about the label that people stick on you. It is not the label that you stick on yourselves. It is the fruit of your life that determines what kind of person you are. Loudest sermon that you'll ever hear me preach. Loudest sermon that you will ever hear me preach won't be with my lips. It will be with my life. That's what Jesus is getting at here. Fruit. So when we talk about spiritual journey, we talk about spiritual growth, we're talking about a fruit-bearing endeavor. In other words, we're talking about bearing good fruit as followers of Christ, as people of faith, bearing good fruit. So what does this good fruit look like? That's, that's our passage. Is Here are the fruit of the, of the Spirit. So I, let me just, again, now that I've said all that, let's just reread the very passage we opened up with, right? So Galatians chapter uh, 5, verses 22 to 25. I'm just going to go slowly and reread it again. But the fruit of the Spirit is love... Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. 
Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. In case you're wondering what those passions and desires are, let your eyes go back up to verse 17. It tells you, we're going to read that later. Verse 24, and those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let me just pause here for a moment. So look at that verse 25. If we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. When I talk about, when we talk about our spiritual journeys, we talk about um, our spiritual growth. Again, let me just remind you, this is a God work in us. It's a cooperative work, right? It's not, it's spiritual, our spiritual journeys progress and we grow spiritually, not just because we sit around and God does all of it and we do nothing. We're not passive. It's a cooperative work, but make no mistake about it. He is the one that drives the work. He is the one that empowers and does the work. We cooperate with the work of his spirit in our hearts, in our lives. Many times I know that, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, we as Christians, I think Christians are crazy. Do you think that? I think Christians are, I think, I think crazy. In a, sometimes in a good way, sometimes, I don't know. Um, but we get all kinds of real ideas about how God works and what faith is all about. And there's this, you know, we fall into this kind of posture that we, we start convincing ourselves into thinking that, that, you know, well, it's, it's God, you know, so he does it. And I'm just kind of this passive recipient. And so we, we pray and, 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 you know, but we don't, we don't really cooperate with God's work. We just figure, well, if he wants to change me, he knows where I live. He knows my address. He knows my issues. So if he wants to change me, then God, let him change me. Okay. Time out. You are in a relationship with God in Jesus Christ. Therefore, and thereby, you are in a cooperative venture with God. He is working with you as you are yielding to him. It's some cooperation that needs to go on. Look, there are moments and seasons and times where God just zaps people. You ever, you ever seen, I'm one of those testimonies, right? Guys know my background and this is why the addiction thing for me is a, is a deep issue. Is I, I have personal experience here. I was, a, I was an addicted person. I had a cocaine addiction and I walked into a church and you guys know my story, but I'll just be real brief. I walked into a church, heard the gospel for the first time. Bam, I gave my heart to Christ. I walked out of the church, had a thousand dollar a week addiction. I walked out of the church, never doing drugs again. It was an instantaneous deliverance. And sometimes... And, and I, I, do I believe that God still does it? Absolutely, I believe that. That God in, can intervene in a moment of time and, and just, just create massive transformation. And then there were those areas in my life where God took his sweet time. And the transformation came over our cooperation as I yielded more to God, as I humbled myself more, as I, as I surrendered more of my will to God, he was able to work deeper and change and bring change deeper and deeper into my heart, into my character, into my life. So when, when Paul writes here that line, hey, if we, live, if we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit, what he's, what he's indicating is that all these fruit that we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks really is God's work in your heart and your life. But there is a cooperative piece to that. That there's, there's a, there's a piece, there's a responsibility on your part, my part, to partner with God in all of that. So that's going to be our subject matter for the next like six weeks. I have six outlines. You know how that goes, right? Six turns to nine, nine turns to 12. We'll see how that goes, but 
We'll give it a good shot. We'll try to do it in six. Um, and the whole goal of this particular series is to, for every one of us, this is my passion, my heart, my prayer over the next several weeks, that in some way, as we're looking at scripture and we're understanding how God works inside of our hearts and our lives, that you and I will take simply one more step in our own journey. Whether that be a discovery step, a healing step, a deepening step, whatever that is, that's my heart and my goal in this particular series. It's not gonna be easy to take that step. You know why? Because you don't want to. And neither do I. There is a part of us that's still being worked with, even as believers, even as Christians, that the grace is still working. And there's, there's a real kind of what, the, what Paul uh, refers to as the desires of the flesh. There's a real part of us that don't want to change. Change. I think we're in a church culture and how can I say that in church culture, we don't like change. If we were to start rearranging chairs, some of you would lose your salvation. <laughs> if we came in here and we decided, hey, let's put all the chairs facing this way and we'll put the stage over here. Some of you, you would, I'm telling you, you would lose Jesus right there. You'd walk in, you know, and that's how much we don't like change. Oh. Do we need to do another session of confession and repentance? Apparently there might be some. And that's the truth. Look, so let's, look, so the text we read, let your eyes jump up to verse 17. Let's read that. Because it speaks about that very conflict in our hearts, right? Galatians 5, 17. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So when we talk about spiritual growth, and taking a step in our own spiritual journey. Just know this up front. There is, there are thoughts, there are feelings, there are desires that's gonna, that are gonna try to combat that. Say, oh, you don't need that. Oh, this guy's getting too spiritual. You need to, you know what? Maybe it's time to take a break from church for a while. You know, too much church is not good for you. It's like anything. Too much of anything is not good. Too much church is not good for you. And your mind comes up with all kinds of craziness to, to, to really fight against you growing closer to Christ. And so when I say my heart, my passion, my prayers for you and I to, in this series to just take one step, I'm not naive. It's going to take some doing because there's a battle going on. But I didn't, have, I didn't have to read Galatians 5.17 to you for you to know that, right? Don't you feel that battle internally all the time? You know, the whole voice in your head and heart thing. You, when you go to do some of you are looking at me like, huh, what are you on medication? What's going on? Voices? What? Well, you know, that struggle, that internal struggle that people of faith often encounter when, when you're tempted to do something. Or like my favorite one that I've used often, when you're tempted to say something. You're in a situation. Someone's aggravating you. And you're just getting angry and you're getting hot. And then comes that thought. You want to say this. You want to call them blah, 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 blah. You know, and you want to say it. And you're like, it's, you're hot. You're there. You're like, oh, you should have never went there because now I'm going to. And you're just right there. And then comes that voice. Shut up. Shut your face. Don't say that. And is that, that hopefully more than a second, <laughs> there's that struggle, right? Do I say, do I do it? It, it happens every time we get tempted. Uh, I think, oh, I'm going to do that. Don't do, don't do that. Oh, 
shouldn't do that. I don't want to do it. No, don't do it. Uh-uh. You know, and that, that's what Galatians 5.17 is illustrating. There's a battle going on inside of our hearts, inside of our very souls. A battle between the work of God's spirit and the passions and the desires of our flesh. And so when I say let's take a step, I'm not naive. This is a battle. But I think if we can just allow our hearts to immerse, to be immersed in the word of God, in particular meditating on the fruit of the spirit, the, the, the very things that the, that the spirit of God is planting and cultivating in our hearts. If we just allow for a deeper understanding of that, maybe even an embracing of that work, I think our lives will be changed. I think we'll be able to take a step. I think some of you will take not just one step this year, many steps in your own growth. So that's where we're going for the next several weeks. Let me just once again read the list and not just going to by way of commentary and then we'll pray and we'll be done. Fruit of the Spirit. So this is what I believe and this is what the text says that the Spirit of God is now, right now, working in your heart, planting and cultivating. These are the things that God is up to in your own heart, my heart, and so love. That's a big one. We'll talk about that one next week. I believe that if people understood how fully they are loved in Jesus Christ, their life would be a lot better. A lack of love drives so much of our destructive behaviors. It is lack of love in many cases, that drives things like addiction that we've spoken about. It is a lack of love that drives behaviors that are absolutely destructive, puts us into situations and, and, and gets us into mindsets that we're, we're making decisions that are just crazy. Why? Because we long to be fully and completely loved. And by virtue then, to love that way, as God has called us to love. We'll talk about that. Joy. Oh my goodness. Let me just say, some of you need some joy. Because you have been like under the cloud for a long time. So much so. And, and hear me here. I'm, I'm, I'm really not trying to be facetious. Some of you have been hit so many times so often that you've convinced yourself that that's what life is all about. Just getting punched. And if you're not being punched right now, you're just waiting for the next punch. And it literally eliminates your capacity for joy. Because you think this, you know, it's something bad. It's always something bad. And even when somebody shares good news, you're constantly looking for the bad in the good. And if that's you, I'm going to talk a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about joy and what that really is and how the Spirit is working, wants to work joy in your heart and life. Love, joy, peace. Peace, of course. This is Paul writing, so he's taking the Old Testament concept of peace, shalom, wholeness. We'll talk about how God wants to make us whole people. Fourth week, we're going to talk about patience. I shouldn't have told you the fourth week because now some of you are just not going to come. <laughs> so you're going to be like, oh, that's, oh, what's, this is the fourth one? Yeah, that's patience. Oh, I don't feel good. I think I'm going to stay home. I don't, I, I don't, you know, patience, big deal, right? How many of you struggle with patience? Okay, we'll talk about that. Kindness and goodness which are in the same semantic feel in terms of what they're trying to illustrate. There's some nuances there, uh, but we'll look at kindness and goodness. Faithfulness. We'll look at that. God wants us to be, the Spirit is cultivating faithfulness in our lives. Con- that, that char- the consistency of character, right? Of just being faithful. Not, not faithful when it's all glamorous and, and wonderful, but faithful in the little things. Faithful in just the day Today, things we'll, we'll talk about how God wants to cultivate 
that in our lives. Gentleness. 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 A word to, notice I'm looking down, I'm not looking at any of you. (laughs) A word to all of my good friends who struggle with anger and are abrasive and and the way that you excuse that behavior is, well, I just, I just tell the truth. I just tell it how it is. That is in no way, shape, or form license to be mean and and to hurt people. Well, I just tell it. I just tell it the truth. I just tell, I tell you how it is. Oh my goodness. You need some goodness and some gentleness and some of the other stuff in there. But we'll talk, about, we'll talk about what gentleness at its heart really is and how God is trying to cultivate that in our own. And finally, I struggle with, you know, there's a couple of these I struggle with. Patience is one. This is the other one. Self-control. Do I have any self-control fans out here that you struggle? Okay, thank you. I just, you know, I just, we'll talk about how is it that God works in our hearts to develop convictions that will help us restrain self-control, restrain us when we want to say things that we shouldn't say or when we want to punch that person in the face, right? So restrain, the self-control, self-control is about restraint. Behind the restraint, what needs to happen there is God specifically develops super strong convictions. So the convictions actually kick in and when we want to jump and say or punch, it's the convictions of God in our hearts And so we'll talk about how that works. So I want to encourage you for the next several weeks, stick it out with me. <laughs> We're going to get into this stuff. The, the, whole, the whole idea here is as we start 2016, let's start preparing our hearts to draw closer to God, to taking that one more step, one, one step closer to Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you. And we're so overwhelmed by your mercies and your grace and, and how you faithfully walk through us. And I pray, Lord, that as we embark on this new series, we talk about the fruit of your spirit and, and what you're doing and working and planting and cultivating in our hearts and lives. I pray, Lord, renew our vision for your work. Help us to not only just understand it, but help us to see where we need to take steps. Help us to see where we need to let go. Help us to see where we need to yield and, and, and just place our will down at your feet so that you could work in us more deeply, more broadly, widely. And so, Lord, I, I just simply, I pray for every heart and, and home that's represented here this morning. Help us, Lord, in these coming weeks, just take that one step closer to you. We thank you for all that you do and all that you are for us in Jesus Christ. In his name we pray and praise and all of God's people said, amen. amen.